This is Tommy Bowman, co-founding pastor of Mission Church in the suburbs of Chicago. And together we are answering this decade-long question of mine. What happens when attractional, communal, and missional church come together for movement? This is Redefining Church. Well, hey guys, welcome to episode eight of the Redefining Church podcast. I am your host, Tommy Bowman. I've taken a couple weeks off uh, due to everything that's going on in our nation, and uh, I wanted to give that the space that I thought that it needed before I came back and re-entered into this movement conversation, which I too believe is important. Just wanted to give some of these other conversations going on right now in these times, uh, the space that they needed. I needed it for me, and I wanted to provide that for you, the listeners. Um, And so we're back now. This is going to be the final episode of this season, but don't worry, we'll be coming back late summer or early fall with season two. I want to, as I have tried to do every episode, thank those of you who have rated, reviewed, and subscribed. I want to thank those of you church leaders who have reached out to me, some of you who are wanting to shift your church for movement, a couple of you who are about to start a church uh, shaped for movement. If just one of those things happens in one of those churches, these eight episodes will be completely worth it to me. Um, And so would you today consider uh, at the conclusion of this episode, rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, Maybe your favorite episode or the entire podcast with that one church leader that you know could benefit from this content and conversation. Remember, we've been asking this redefining church question. What happens when attractional, communal, and missional church come together for movement? Uh, With this episode eight, as I said, I'm going to be concluding the season one. This season has uh, and was meant to be and and really proved to be um, based on those of you that have gotten back to me and given me feedback Uh, that this podcast has been helpful through disruption rather than helpful through direction. I haven't given a ton of direction. I've tried to guide through disruption and and helping you ask what I think are really important questions. I've said this previously, but I prefer to lead by helping people arrive at the conclusion uh, themselves. Um, At the same time, humbly, in many of your cases, I feel like I know what you need to do, and it's not theoretical. It's proven uh, in the context in Chicagoland where, where I'm leading. Um, the church is not up and to the right and like it is in some other places in the country. And so these things that I'm uh, leading you towards through questions, uh, they are proven. Uh, they're not theories. Um, and to kind of prove kind of how I like to lead, uh, years ago at a staff offsite, I was facilitating our team through something where my hope was that we'd all arrive at this unified outcome that I had already mostly decided upon. And after about 10 minutes of us getting nowhere in the conversation, someone yelled out, lead us. Uh, what they were really saying was just tell us what you want us to do. Okay. And so I haven't wanted to do that in this podcast. Uh, in season two, though, I'll do a little bit more of that. Okay. I'll be offering through both our story and some of our strategies, what works and what doesn't. And I want to conclude this season, season one, in that way, in kind of a, hey, here's what you need to do uh, to give you a taste of what season two will be about. Uh, I want to talk to you today in this final episode of season one, um, the three things that you need to know to redefine church, okay? And all three of these, we got confused to some degree in our story, the story of Mission Church. And it cost us, in my opinion, about five years of momentum. Okay, so let's just get right into it. The first thing you need to know to redefine church is you need to know why. 
Okay. As a church, as a church leader, as someone looking to start a church, which some of you um, are, as I said, uh, first thing you need to know is why. And twofold, you need to know why, uh, you know, the we, we exist as a church, and then you need to know why you are there leading. So it's both kind of corporate and personal. You need to know the why. And before you brush this off and say, yeah, you know, we have a mission statement, um, how much is it actually informing and inspiring the actual mission of your church, okay? In that case, I mean the work of your church. How much is your mission, the words on the wall, actually inspiring the work that you are doing? If you read um, or if you read your mission statement to me, would I be hearing your words or your ways? The three things I'm going to talk about today have gotten so cluttered and so confused, um, but I'm going to bring some clarity to that today. Your mission is your why. And if you don't know why you exist as a church, and if you don't know why you are there as a leader, you cannot lead your church or anyone anywhere, okay? If you don't know your why as a church, if you don't know your why as a leader, you cannot lead anyone or any group of people anywhere. Now, your church and your people under your leadership may arrive at new places and even good places, but it will not be because you led them there, okay? Simon Sinek in his book, Start With Why, I'm assuming you guys have probably read that. If not, you really should. Um, he says, what you do is uh, simply proves what you believe and why you exist, okay? What you do, so all of your actions, kind of tally up everything you do uh, every week, all week, what you do simply proves what you believe and why you exist. What he's saying is um, you can have a mission statement and it can be on your wall and you can even say it. But if what you are doing isn't driven by that mission, then that is not your why. And perhaps your mission is in fact unclear. Uh, back in our first two years as a church, our why got a little bit cluttered as well. So we were not immune to this. Uh, we had clarity on the mission and the why of helping people find and follow Christ at the outset. We wanted to start, start a church where people who don't know Jesus could find him and people who were Christians could actively follow Jesus. That was our why. But we also had this mantra of redefining church, hence the name of this podcast, that mantra has lived on. And for a season, we made that our why. We made redefining church our why and kind of threw our people for a loop because the truth is we wanted to redefine church so we could help people find and follow Christ. So our why was still true, but we stopped saying it and we allowed it to get confused. In 2016, Five years in uh, as a church, we got unified, though, around our mission, um, our why, back to where we started, and it has not changed since. We have never wavered. We, we never will. Helping people find and follow Christ, that's our why. And it's driven everything that we do and also don't do uh, as a church. There are tools to get unified around your mission. I've taken several church leaders uh, through them. Taking a couple, uh, actually one in particular podcast listener tomorrow, actually tomorrow morning after recording this, uh, a couple others I've been working through this this summer. If you're interested, just reach out, okay? Um, in the show notes, I got all my contact info, so just find me. I can get you guys unified on mission, okay? The first thing you need to know to redefine church is why. Your mission is your why. After you ask why, you say, okay. If we pointed ourselves in this direction, okay, the direction of our mission, if we pointed ourselves in this direction for a lifetime, where would we end up? Second thing you need to know to redefine church is you got to go, you got to know where, okay? 
Got to know where. If mission is your why, then vision is your where. You take your why, your mission, you point yourself in that direction. Where does that lead you to? That is your vision. I have worked with so many churches and organizations where they have a mission and a vision, and all they did was swap a couple words around and called one a mission and one a vision. But mission and vision are vastly different. Mission is why you exist, why you started that church. Vision is where your church is going. Andy Stanley, uh, founding and still pastor of North Point in Atlanta, he says, vision is a picture of what could be fueled by the passion that it should be. I like to say that vision is not a plan you dreamed up. It's not a dream you have planned out. It's a dream you are planning for. Okay, let me break that down. It's not a plan you dreamed up. Your vision, especially a vision for your church, should be God-sized. Okay, it should be massive. It should be huge. It should be a picture of the future that God lays on you and others and on your team and in your church. Uh, It should cultivate heroic sacrifice for your church to get there. Okay, so... It's not something that you're like, oh, yeah, I totally dreamed this up, man. It should be like something that God dropped on you. It should be a God dream. Secondly, it's not a dream you have planned out, okay? If you can see every step between today and your vision coming to reality, it is too small. Uh, In fact, a vision isn't a plan. It's a dream. Martin Luther King had a dream. Uh, In fact, those uh, closest to him said he didn't have a plan for his dream, but he had a dream. And people still to this day are compelled by that dream. So secondly, it's a dream. Uh, It's not a dream that you have completely planned out. And third, it's a dream you are planning for. So much of our vision and what your vision should be is about our churches getting ready for God to move. We talked about it at mission as being ready to catch this wave, right? When God brings favor on your church and that, you know, wave comes, is your church on the shore? watching the wave or are they are they out deep in the ocean ready to catch that wave vision is about this expectancy and kind of building the structures and systems and strategies expecting god to move and being ready for them rather than just simply waiting around hoping god does something miraculous with nothing that you have planned for vision is not a plan you dreamed up it's not a dream you have planned out completely and uh, it's a dream you're planning for In our local context, uh, it's the 10, right? 10 towns with a quarter million uh, people. Our vision is a movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime, okay? If we point ourselves in the direction of our mission, our why, for a lifetime, we are believing we will arrive at our vision, a movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime. Practically, um, visions don't have verbs, okay? They have nouns and adjectives. You are describing a future reality. Your strategies prescribe a path. Your vision describes where that path ends up, okay? So very practically, vision is nouns, adjectives. A movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime is an example, okay? No, we will. No, we are. No helping. No serving. It's just give me future reality, Okay. Um, and you talk about the future constantly. Once you have kind of got unified around what that vision is, you got to talk about it constantly. You remind people of the future all the time. And when you roll out a strategy, you say, you, you prove to them how this will get them one step closer to that future. And if it doesn't, then you don't roll it out and you don't do it. That's called a distraction. That's called a barrier to vision, reality. Uh, everything 
you do should be fueled by your why and directed towards your future. If not, kill it. Stop doing it. Get rid of it. Uh, I have a tool called the Vision Spectrum that clarifies vision for churches at five different levels. I believe vision is uh, dynamic and needs to be seen both nearsighted and farsighted. Um, So I have this tool that helps people, churches and organizations, get clear on vision together uh, in a lifetime time frame, five-year, three-year, one-year, and 120 days. Uh, Like I said, if you want help with these tools, my contact info is in the show notes. Uh, But we've been leveraging this tool since 2017 and have been experiencing unprecedented momentum since using the vision spectrum. Um, First, know why. Second, know where. And third, you got to know how. Okay. If mission is why, vision is where, then values are your how. Okay. Values are perhaps the most confused and missed concept in any organization, especially church. Uh, And the biggest miss is that churches either measure nothing or measure all the wrong things. A conclusion I came to a few years ago is if we have values, and if a church has values, shouldn't we be measuring how we are doing against those values? I don't know who said it, but it's been said. You measure what you value. Uh, and if you don't have agreed upon values, ask, what, is, what are the things that we measure? Those might actually be the things that you value. Uh, maybe the things you value now are the right things and they will lead you and guide you towards a movement vision. Uh, if not, you need to start from scratch and, and you need to get new ones, right? Uh, more critically, driven by your why and directed to your where, are your values guiding you in that direction? If not, let's, let's change them, okay? Uh, we had three values when we started. We stole them from two of the churches that really helped send us and support us as a church early on. Restore Community Church in Kansas City that I had the privilege of helping uh, plant. And then Community Christian Church here in uh, the Naperville area, Chicago area. Great churches and great values. Reaching, restoring, and reproducing. Uh, We did the reaching pretty well as a church, right? Uh, As a whole, we were restorers in our local context and still to this day have been terrible at the reproducing side of things. So is it a value? No. Uh, It's not. It is a great thing. And yes, we need to get better at it and figure that out after eight years. But do we value it? No. Uh, They were listed on our website somewhere as values. You probably have the same thing, but we didn't measure them. We didn't talk about them and they didn't really get done. When you discover your why and then you clarify your where, just ask, how are we going to get there? Okay, we have the why of helping people find and follow Christ. We have aware of a movement of Jesus in the 10 in our lifetime. If we are to help people and then uh, see them part of a movement, then we need to gather people together. We need to equip people while they're together. And then we need to send people. That's what we need to value. That's what we must value. So our three values are gather, grow, and go. Okay. You hear them every Sunday, uh, whether in person or online. You're just going to hear them every Sunday. You're going to hear them tied to our mission, tied to our values. And everything we do, it's a gather thing. It's a grow thing or it's a go thing. Um, Back to a previous episode, why we killed small groups. It didn't align with any three of these values. Okay. Uh, And back to the idea of measuring what you value. This is the three-year layer of vision that I talked about within that vision spectrum. Um, It's the only layer of vision that has numbers and metrics. 
and the metrics are based on our values. We measure every three years. In fact, we are resetting them right now this month because we set them in May of 2017. We are in the process of resetting them. We're a little bit behind because of all this COVID-19 stuff. We're trying to make sense of what the metrics will look like, but we measure at the highest level, gather, grow, and go. If we want to know how we're doing as a church, just got to look at those metrics. If those metrics are going well, then chances are some of those other metrics that are important, attendance, giving, volunteer, they're probably going well as well. At the outset of this podcast, I asked you when COVID-19 is behind us um, and hopefully not coming back in late 2020, but I asked you, are you going back or are you moving forward? Um, Are we going to see church as movement or just as a monument? Are we going to move towards church models that promote spirit dependency or pastor dependency? Uh, Are we really going to go back to small group ministry as the pinnacle expression of a person's faith within our churches? Um, Are we doing cruise ship, battleship, or aircraft carrier kind of church? Do you know your why? Where and how as a church? Are they driven by a heart for movement or do they need to be redefined. Uh, There is no time better for churches in America to be making monumental shifts towards movement. In fact, it's on the minds and hearts of people in our churches uh, that surely we aren't returning just to business as usual. It's almost as if they're prepared for us to make some kind of shift. Why not make it now for movement, right? Surely we are moving towards something greater is what people are thinking. Uh, They are waiting for you to lead them to redefine church for them back to what Jesus launched, that being a movement. Uh, This season one has been an incredible joy for me. It's been um, very humbling to hear feedback, to see reviews, to get ratings, and then to have you church leaders reach out wanting to put some of these things to practice. That's meant a ton. I'm grateful for those of you who have um, engaged in this podcast and done all the things that that I have asked, the rating, reviewing, subscribing, spent so much. I'd ask you to continue uh, to do that during this break before we're back with uh, season two to get this redefining church message out. I will be back with you and many guests uh, either late summer, early fall. And we're going to continue to provide you with a very practical and helpful direction to help you, the church leader, redefine church for a movement. So signing off for now, this is the end of season one. My name is Tommy Bowman, and this is Redefining Church.